Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Have you ever considered that about one-tenth of your life is spent celebrating Christmas? Based on when you begin shopping, decorating, and listening to Christmas music, and then when you take the tree and the decorations down, and when you start moving ahead into the new year, it comes out to somewhere in the ballpark of 10% of your year, which works out to 10% of your life. That means that your perspective on celebrating Christmas will have a significant impact on your life. I want to try to contribute to that perspective a little bit. We're firmly in the getting season right now. And before you say, oh no, this is the giving season, well, remember that before we do any giving, there's a whole lot of getting that needs to be done. We have to get the decorations up, get the Christmas tree, get the Christmas cards out, get the shopping done, get the presents wrapped, get the house clean, get the cooking done. I wonder how many times, both before and after Christmas, people ask one another, what'd you get? Somebody comes home with bags full of treasures on Black Friday or any other shopping day, and the family asks, what'd you get? Everybody goes back to work and school after Christmas, seeing people they haven't seen in a few days, and right away everybody's asking one another, what'd you get for Christmas? With all of the getting we're all doing right now, I'm pretty sure that it's a very small percentage of the time when people are asked, what'd you get? That the answer is, oh, I got some wisdom. That certainly wouldn't be the answer people are expecting. But of course, the Bible makes it clear that there's no wrong time to get wisdom, that the effort to get wisdom should be an all-the-time thing. Proverbs 4.7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. In this very busy, often overwhelming getting season, with all thy getting, get wisdom. Wisdom is a priceless commodity. Proverbs 8.11 For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. That's quite a claim. All the things that may be desired are not to be compared to wisdom. What makes wisdom so valuable? It's the fact that wisdom is the mind of God. The mind of God for decision-making, for navigating life, for strengthening friendships the mind of God for succeeding at work, for managing your finances, for dating, for marriage, for child-rearing, for problem-solving. Far too many people place no value at all on getting wisdom on a daily basis. And then when they face the challenges, the crossroads, and the new territories of life, they're clueless. They make painful, costly mistakes. And then they spend the rest of their lives blaming everybody else. Sometimes they blame the very people who constantly urge them, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. In this getting season, with all your getting, get wisdom. Wisdom never goes on sale. Don't wait for it to be discounted because it never is. And yes, wisdom does have a price tag. But the reason it's never on sale is that the cost of wisdom is a price that everybody can afford. So wait, if everybody can afford wisdom, why do so many people lack it? Proverbs 17.16 gives us the answer to that. 
Wherefore is there a price in the hand of a fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart to it? If you don't want wisdom, if you don't value it, you won't pay the price to get it. If you aren't interested in wisdom, you won't be willing to pay for it. So what is wisdom's price tag? That's found in Proverbs 18.1. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. There you have the cost of wisdom simply stated in four parts. First, through desire, a man. Desire. If you want wisdom, you have to make up your mind that you want it badly enough to pay the price for it. Next, having separated himself. Once you've made up your mind that you're willing to pay the price, the first price you will pay is to start separating yourself from foolishness. To purchase wisdom, there are some friends you'll have to distance yourself from, some music you'll need to let go of, some entertainment you'll want to cut out, some amusements you'll need to put behind you. In order to separate yourself to wisdom, you have to separate yourself from foolishness. Part three of wisdom's price is seeketh. You need to engage in a constant, diligent search for God's wisdom, primarily through prayer, pleading with God daily to give you wisdom, and through filling your mind with God's word. The last part of wisdom's price is intermeddleth with all wisdom. You have to on purpose surround yourself with wisdom. Every believer can pay the price for wisdom, but far too many do not. In the getting season, with all you're getting, get wisdom. Whatever else your daily Bible reading routine includes, first thing every morning, open to the chapter of Proverbs that corresponds with the day of the month. Ask God to show you some wisdom. Read it through. Watch carefully. Then write it down when you find it. If you'll do that, with all you're getting, you'll get wisdom. Christian, God has more wisdom for you with every new day. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.